This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. Are you single but planning on having another person in your bed now that the world is returning to normal? Well, to my knowledge, it is important that your bed isn't uncomfortable. However, you don't want to break the bank in the process of buying a new bed. That's why I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress, perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam, fits all bed frames, and reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder that when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome <clears throat> to yet another episode of Cancel Shweezy. How is it going? Uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Shweezy, a.k.a. The Foreplay King, a.k.a. Back at it again, bringing you the best podcast that we've ever made. Why would I lie to you? I would never lie to you. I will never let you fall. I'll stand up with you forever. That's my hole. That's where it spits. Oh, folks, I'm telling you right now, today uh, you have Shweezy and uh, besides me on the floor on the Yu-Gi-Oh blanket I have for when I get cold uh, is Frank the Pug uh, taking a nap and hopefully he stays that way uh, from now until the end of time because... um, This is the type of guy you get. And I'm not going to like that. And if he does... Congratulations. You played yourself. Because he will definitely have played himself doing that. Uh, but no, welcome to the show today. I'm super happy we're here. Uh, welcome to Cancel Shweezy, uh, the only podcast that is healing the world. Healing the world with our uh, humor, our love, and our learning of understanding. Um, so thank you so much for being here today. Uh, it means the world to me and Frank. Uh more me than Frank. Um, I think Frank just likes the attention the show brings him. But thank you so much for checking out the show today. It really, um, yeah, like I said, it really means a lot that you're checking out the show. Uh, but let's go to what's important. First of all, ride or die, bitch. I have music all over the uh, interwebs. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Tidal, Caesar, Amazon, YouTube, all the all the all the sites that you can get your music on. I'm on there. You can even make TikToks with the songs of mine, uh, which is really cool because I'm excited for people to make cringe. I've seen some cringe, but I'm excited to see even more. More to come, more to sue, so much to do, so much to see. Uh, so what's wrong with taking the backseat? I really like that. Uh, so don't, don't worry about that. We, uh, we're going to go, uh, full throttle. Feel like a woman, a real woman. Let's go full throttle. Uh, today, uh, and yeah, go check out the music. That's a great way to say. Uh, and if you also want other updates, like when I release new music and, uh, post new music and share new music, you can always check me out on social media. Uh, let's go full throttle. Uh, always 
at the Shweezy. That's everywhere. That's Instagram. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's TikTok. And every other place. I try to keep it all the same username for user uh, convenience uh, because uh, mainly, mainly because... Feel like a woman. A real woman. I want to make you feel like a woman. A real woman today. So go check me out there. Follow me. Unless you follow me, you can always DM me there. I look at them. Will I respond to them? There's a maybe. There's a maybe I will respond to them. But uh, will I look at them? 100% yes. I am a, I am a, a simp. I identify Pretty bold, as you a little fucking to assume rat. that I'm not God. Do I still have the simp sound? Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. Can't remember if I still have it. We're going to go through the buttons. That's rough, buddy. Simp. There we go. Simp. There we go. I'm a simp. Uh, I will see your messages. So thanks for that uh, on the social medias. But also... A bigger social media. I stream on Twitch every Thursday for sure. I may be doing more, but I've been playing Minecraft lately, and uh, it was fun. Uh, I did not know what I was doing, so a child had to show me the ropes, and it was fun playing with them. It's fun with other people. It was a fun it was a fun game uh, to do, so much to do, so much to see. Uh, so, yeah. I like that. Uh, so go check that out. Go follow me. Um, you can follow me. That's a free thing. But if you have an Amazon Prime account, what you can go ahead and do is you get access to a free Twitch Prime account, which gives you one subscribe a month. And with Twitch, a subscribe is typically around a $5 deal. Now, uh, with that $5 deal, you get one free a month with uh, Amazon like you already have. So why not help out, um, you know, <laughs> help out daddy in, uh, you know, just supporting him financially. Uh by with something you already pay for um but another great way to help uh help me specifically in the show is do you support us on patreon patreon um literally is the best way to uh to be first of all ride or die bitch so a hundred percent you need to go check that out uh on patreon that's a great way that's literally the best way to be a ride or die and a great way to say uh thank you for being a friend Travel down this road and back again. Uh, your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Um, but, you know, there's always the free shit you can do. So uh, free things, like I said, you could do. You can. Um, one great thing that you can do. Uh, well, if you're on YouTube, if you're watching the show on YouTube, watching any of the highlights on YouTube and stuff like that, just finally checking out a full episode, what you can do, uh, obviously you subscribe to the channel. Um, you know, you see a highlight, you see an episode you like, like it. Uh and uh, leave a comment. So we're trying to infiltrate, like I said, um, I've been saying before, we are trying to infiltrate the YouTube algorithm. We've infiltrated several podcast algorithms, but uh, we're still trying to intertwine ourselves into the YouTube algorithm to get uh, get those numbers pumping and get that uh, helping out, you know. Uh, we got to get... Uh, oh my gosh, so deep. We got to get deep into the YouTube algorithm. So that's one great way to say thank you for being a friend. And, uh, you know, I suppose the highlights on the channel, too. So what you can do is uh, have a friend you think might be interested in what I have to offer them. Send them a highlight of an interesting clip that you really like. Uh, listen to me jab, jibber jabber. And uh, what you can go ahead and do with all of that information is, like I said, what you can do, you can share that with your friend and that's a great way to say thank you for being a friend by uh sharing it with your friend 
uh, to travel down this road and back again. I'm just looking at my watch. I'm getting like a million emails. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to like put it back in the lock mode. Here it is now. All right. Uh, but yeah, if you're on the audio platforms, obviously, uh, subscribe, obviously it's a hundred percent what you need to do and, uh, subscribe, uh, leave a review, um, and five star review. That's a great way to help me infiltrate into all the podcast algorithms. And, uh, that's also a great way to say thank you for being a friend. I like that. Um, yeah. So help, help out daddy. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that's a great way to say that. So let's get into the news. Uh, previous week right now, previous week right now is the real news. The news that you may not find, but I will find and I will bring to you uh, the real news. As I like to say, the news that matters. Uh, and uh, what type of news is it? Um, it's the news from the previous week, which I'm going to go into right now. So, uh, as Philip DeFranco would say. Let's just jump into it. I finally got the sound drop. I'm so happy about that. Nintendo says its new console will launch within the next 79 years. This is from TechSpot. Uh, forward-looking Nintendo recently announced it will continue making gaming products. Its next console, it said in an earnings report, is scheduled for 20XX. In other words, it'll launch sometime in the next... Uh, 28,544 days if there are no delays. In its report, Nintendo explained that it's planned to continue to expand its business around the core concept of creating unique integrated hardware software products, which has worked fairly well for the last 40-odd years. Uh, This year hasn't been one of the better ones so far, though Nintendo lost its top spot as console maker to Sony after the Switch missed its production goal by 20%. Its net profit for the first half of this year fell by 19%. 19% versus last year. Nintendo CEO Shintaru Furukawa attributed some of the downturn to the triumphs of last year when Animal Crossing New Horizons drove the entire Nintendo Switch business. More than 40% new Nintendo Switch owners chose it as their first game. Nintendo has been able to recoup some of the recent lost hardware sales with additional game sales. Its sales forecast for this fiscally has been updated from 190 million games to 200 million. Its upcoming title, which includes three Pokemon games and another entrant into the Legend of Zelda franchise, are expected to do well. Nintendo's general plan uh, for the future is to continue pursuing existing avenues, which includes more games, updates to its digital services like Nintendo Switch Online and the expansion pack, and potentially further hardware revisions of the Switch when necessary. That said, Nintendo was quite happy with the OLED Switch. Furukawa is optimistic about its spurring Uh, A sixth consecutive year of growth in Nintendo's dedicated console business, which would be a first. Nintendo has also found success with its physical stores in Tokyo and New York in readying others, another in Osaka. And making plans for more, it's also evaluating sites for Super Nintendo World theme park in Hollywood, Orlando, and Singapore. Nintendo also wants to follow up the Super Mario movie with more video content. On the whole, Nintendo's outlook for the future hasn't changed much in the last few years. Why fix it? if it ain't broke. So I have a lot to say about this. Um, the title's a little misleading. Um, it's like, it's 79 years, the next Nintendo console is going to come out. I'm like, I assume so. Um, like I said, Xbox and, uh, PlayStation, Sony, uh, 
have released their next gen console, at least the first generation of the next gen consoles. I have an Xbox Series S um, and I have a Nintendo Switch, but I'm big Nintendo fan. But I, you know, obviously uh, wanted an Xbox so I could play, you know, you know, I just for all the, you know, the online multiplayer games, just, you know, they work better on Xbox. Um, one of the next gen console too. I thought I was going to use it as like a uh, streaming hub, but but my new current setup in here, uh, I just watch everything through. I have like a, I just got a really nice uh, 4K monitor. And so I've just been like watching everything on that because I can put the ad blocker on Google Chrome. That is the main thing. And so for all the ads out there. Congratulations, you played yourself. And so, which is really convenient because I was paying for YouTube Premium and uh, now I'm not paying for that anymore, which is very, very, very convenient uh, for me only. So, uh, that is the cool thing. I wish there was like an easier, uh, I, get, I bet there is an easy solution to make like a, a, an actual like PC or Mac streaming box, but like that has, doesn't have to use like a mouse and keyboard. There's probably a way I have not looked into it. Um, but I do know people, they do have, uh, they built like a PC entertainment systems and stuff. There's a, a YouTuber tech by Matt, I believe is the name. Like he found, he, he'll do like really cool computer builds and uh, I think he built a, like, you know, a more like an entertainment PC and he put it, um, in like this old stereo system. So he built it inside like this old stereo system. And so it like looks really cool with like his TV and everything, but it's also like for gaming and, uh, obviously, uh, for streaming vids as well. So it's, that's really cool. What I will say though, is like, I'm a big Nintendo fan. I think in regards to first party offerings, Obviously, I'm a huge Pokemon fan. We talk about Pokemon way too much on this channel. But also, at the same time, like, I don't know. I just, like, love it. Mario games, I've not played a bad Mario game. You know, even, even you can, I mean, that legit Mario games, not like Mario Party. I don't, I don't really consider that a Mario. To me, I don't consider it a Mario game. It's where, like, Mario's the main the only character mainly and it's like a one person game type of situation. Um, even like the new super Mario brothers games, like even like them at their worst, I know it's like very fatiguing. A lot of people aren't as into it anymore. Are those games anymore? Um, like even those aren't that bad. They're still pretty fun. Like you can still have fun playing and beating that, but, uh, 2d Mario games. I don't feel after Mario maker two with the, um, especially with the, uh, 2D Mario games, the side, I mean, not side, they're not side scrollers, that platform, 2D platformer Mario games, uh, with, after Mario Maker came out, it's like fans, like Nintendo does not have to do anything. They just have to maintain, uh, that service. Um, and then, yeah, that's all they have to do basically just to maintain the Mario, uh, Mario Maker service. And that's going to be good. And once they make the next console, just release Mario Maker 3, and uh, people will buy that and they'll still make levels. I don't think Nintendo has to make 2D Mario levels anymore. I think those days are done. But uh, I, I guess that's always the thing too. Like people play a lot of Mario fan games and it's just kind of like, I don't know, Mario Maker just kind of fills that void. And uh, why have I never streamed it? Twitch.tv slash Uh Because I don't think people want to watch me get mad for... <laughs> for like three three four hours um that's it um so yeah no i'm a little confusing but yeah that's me talking about nintendo what i will say though um i'm assuming 
in uh, I'm gonna make a educated guess. It's gonna be less than 79 years. Hopefully, no delays in the process. But I'm assuming it's gonna be a little bit less than 79 years. Um, what I'll also say: um, Why fix it if it ain't broke? The thing, though, Nintendo, like you underpower your system so much. Like people who play, who if you, I mean, I've, I mean, obviously, I'm playing Xbox One. You know, playing on that, and then if I play Fortnite on my Xbox and then go play it on my Switch in, in docked mode, like, you can tell the difference. It's just very underpowered. It's just a very underpowered system. First-party games are so much fun, it makes it worth to ha- it to have, but it's just, I mean, when you go to it, it's just not as powerful, and it sh- they should at least attempt to keep up with it. They just know Nintendo's just, like, so confident in their first-party offerings that, they're like, eh, we can keep underpowered system. Like, when you think about it, if you didn't know, the Wii is basically just the same spec-wise as the GameCube. It's just has motion controls. That's, like, the big difference between the Wii and uh, the GameCube spec-wise. But then, like, the Wii had internet access, had a whole store, yada, yada, yada. You could buy games on the stores. And then they had, like, their uh, classic shop where you could buy old games and all that stuff. Um, yeah, but now they have, like, Nintendo Online, and apparently I haven't bought the Nintendo 64 service yet, but I heard it's not that doing that good, so wait till some more good games come in. Um, but yeah, so, you know, and, I mean, their future's good because their first-party games are so good, and they keep making that and keep doing a really good job making their first-party games something that makes it so much better. Like, they're making a sequel to Breath of the Wild, and I'm like, wow. I mean, if they make if they make a sequel to Mario Odyssey, I'll be all in. Um, but, and then, yeah, they released the OLED switch and really the big difference in the OLED switch is just the OLED screen. Like it doesn't output 4k. They should have made it. So at least output 4k or at least try to upscale everything, you know, I don't know. I mean, great game, just system wise, like compared to Sony and uh, Microsoft, they're just falling behind in regards to that. That's all I have to say on this. All right, this is from Forbes. QAnon believers gather in Dallas awaiting return of long-dead JFK Jr. Uh, QAnon supporters have reportedly gathered in Dallas, Texas in anticipation of the return of John F. Kennedy Jr., who they believe will announce a 2024 presidential run alongside Donald Trump, despite being dead for 22 years. The last crackpot claim from a movement that believes the world is run by a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. Journalist Stephen Monticelli posted t- pictures to Twitter Monday of a crowd gathered at the AT&T Discovery District in downtown Dallas with many wearing Trump slash JFK Jr. 2024 shirts ahead of an expected announcement from the Kennedy uh, from Kennedy on Tuesday at Delaney Plaza where his father, President John F. Kennedy, was assassinated in 1963. Monticelli posted an update uh, Tuesday from Delaney Plaza showing a growing gathering in anticipation of the announcement from his son. According to various QAnon conspiracy theories, the younger Kennedy is expected to emerge from two decades of hiding to be named vice president to a reinstated Trump, who in turn will become King of Kings, Newsweek reported. John F. Kennedy Jr. was actually killed in 1999 at the age of 38 in a plane crash off the coast of Massachusetts along with his wife, Carolyn Bessett Kennedy, and her sister, Lauren Bessett. 
uh, John AFK Jr. is a popular figure with the QAnon movement, and his death has been used for conspiracy fodder in the past. It's not the first time his resurrection has been predicted by the group either. In 2019, some believers expected him to return on July 4th. Again, as Trump's running mate, other baseless QAnon believes is that JFK Jr. is, in fact, Q, the movement's anonymous leader and also a Trump supporter. Despite its many ludicrous views, QAnon has plenty of online supporters, some of whom have been arrested for terrorism and in connection with the January 6th attack on the Capitol. So, um, for, for everyone who went there... Congratulations. You played yourself. Because you're pretty stupid for going full throttle. Let's go full throttle. Uh, on this situation, I just... I guess I, I don't know too much. I watched that, obviously, HBO documentary on Q Into the Storm, and I'm 100% believing it's, like, the guy who bought its son, uh, who, like, runs uh, for, I think it's 4chan now, or 8chan or something like that. I don't know where Q posts these days. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty easy to assume, and uh, that's probably not JFK Jr. Um, a lot of these red pillars, you know, they're, they're a little mentally ill. And honestly, I don't know, just, I, I mean, I guess Donnie really spoke to them and, you know, I get that, like, he's going to run again in 2024. And it's weird, he probably, I think he'll probably get the nomination, but I don't know if he'll win again. We're like, remember the last time? Um, but hopefully that doesn't happen again. Uh, in other, in other news, um, just, I don't know, it just sounds stupid that he faked his own death in 1999 uh, to be vice, and this whole plan was to be uh, vice president in the 2020s. That's just a, uh, a weird-ass thing uh, to believe. And, uh, yeah, maybe some people are stupid. Maybe they're born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? It is clear they're all idiots. Idiots. Or whatever. Whatever you want me to say. Green. Ooh. We got an update from someone special. And I really like that. Uh, from the Irish Times. Green light for five Garth Brooks concert at Croke Park in 2022. All right. Uh. <laughs> Irish Times. Dublin City Council has granted event licenses for five Garth Brooks concerts to go ahead in Croke Park in 2022. Three concerts had already been granted an outdoor event license on September 9th, 10th, and 11th in 2022, but the council confirmed to the Irish Times it was now granted two more outdoor event licenses for concerts on September 16th and 17th. Uh, the American country singer broke record when he sold out five concerts in Croke Park in 2014. However, all five shows were canceled after two were refused licenses by the DCC, and Mr. Brooks insisted he would perform all five shows or none at all. Recently, a local residence group called on Dublin City Council Council to reject any further applications for five for additional concerts, claiming it would greatly impact local residents' lives. Uh, Clonliffe and Croke Park Area Residents Association said locals were greatly concerned about the impact of additional events and that book-ending four or five concerts at either side of a busy GAA season is an unacceptable intensification of the use of the stadium. 
No other stadiums in the world has imposed this type of burden on its local community. It is a total disrespect of the residents. The group said the DCC confirmed on Friday evening that all five concerts had the go-ahead. The council considers that the decision to grant the outdoor event license application, which is subject to 20 comprehensive conditions, to be reasonable, fair, and balanced following a full and detailed consideration of the application, a statement from a DCC spokeswoman said. So here's the thing. So five shows. I remember I remember watching the documentary, you know, watching a uh, murder, the murder documentary about Garth Brooks, The Road I'm On. Oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, and I really like that. Um, w- one thing here, here's a story from my, my youth. I was, I was playing in a band and, uh, they always did. We, there was like two years before that they did, there was like some like end of school bonanza type thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do everything this year, book it and get the venue and everything like that. Cause I think the venue they usually did it at closed down, uh, whatever. I don't know. Uh, but, Speaking of which, though, like, it was an amphitheater. It was one, like, next to it, not even far from my house. I could have walked there with all my stuff. Um, actually, no, that would have sucked a lot. Um, but anyways, though, so it was an amphitheater. So, I, you know, it was, like, $10 to book the thing uh, and everything. I brought a PA system, yada, yada, yada. You know, do that. We were told, I was told, <laughs> uh, that that we had to be done by 10 p.m. It, it was, like, a city law for, like, noise and shit like that. That was the rule. And so I was like, okay, yeah. And I told the bands, I was like, hey, look, we have to be done by 10 p.m. That's just, it's just like a city rule or whatever. So, and they're like, all right, that's, that's fine. Uh, where everyone's like, okay, cool. So we, you know, we schedule everything. Like, let's get timing and we figured out times and everything like that. I think by the time the last band went on, um, someone, like one of the people who lived in the neighborhood of this amphitheater called the cops for a noise complaint. So, like, the cops showed up, and they had to, like, shut us down. I was like, we were told that uh, it we had to just, we, we just had to be done at 10 p.m. And they were like, well, someone called for a noise complaint, so uh, they had to, we had to do it. And so I'm like, okay. And so that's the story I have. And so, and I'm going to, and I have the same reaction to when I hear about people uh, talking about uh, the, the people who live by Croke Park. Why are you living in this area when you know big events that are loud noises are going to happen? When you decide to live in that area, you decided, oh, uh, I've decided that this is going to be something I'm going to live with. It's not Garth Brooks' fault or anyone who works at Croke Park. It's not their fault that you decided to live in an area where they have big concerts and big events. It's not their fault. It's your fault for living there and you have to live with the consequences. And I just, I just think, I just think of that. It's like an amphitheater. Events are going to happen all the time. Why are you calling the cops on a noise complaint? And noise complaint is just stupid anyways. Uh, because by the, like you could have a noise complaint or whatever. Oh, and then this reminds me of one time I, I had like a ukulele and I was just like playing outside a friend's house a long time for a while. And so, you know, and then we left, we went somewhere. And then like my friend whose house we were at, he's like, my mom just got a, the cops just came over to my mom's about a noise complaint and we we're like, no one was being loud. And then they realized I was playing ukulele. So the cops got called on me for playing the ukulele, but we were long gone. So like with noise complaints, it's just kind of like they could stop and leave at any time. And 
you don't technically have to answer, and you don't technically have to answer the door for the cops if you don't want to. They have to, if they're going to barge in, they either have to have a warrant or reasonable cause. And if you stopped making noise, then there's no reasonable cause for them to come in. And just, I, I just make a rule. Don't answer the door. That's how you get abducted. Don't answer the door unless you know someone's coming over. Or, or shit like that. Just, you know, I'm not interested in becoming a Jehovah's Witness or buying uh, Mary Kay products. I'm just, uh, yeah. So that's the, that's the shit right there. Um, so I think it's fine. Garth Brooks is booking five shows in this park. I feel like the residents in this area knew what they were getting themselves into when they decided to live in this area. Uh, and it, my roommate's a drummer, and... Uh, one of the things I realized when I moved in is he's probably going to have to practice the drums. And, uh, like today he was practicing the drums and, uh, yeah, that's something I'm dealing with and I'm okay with because I knew coming in, I'm going to have to, you know, he's going to be practicing drums and I'm just going to be okay about it. So, um, people need to stop being so stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Okay. Well, here's the last card article I have. Uh, the artist formerly known as Kanye West claims Kim Kardashian is still my wife. That's from the Rolling Stone, um, you know, our, our favorite magazine. <coughs> Kanye West appeared on Revolt TV's Drink Champs, which is a black effort network podcast, in the candid interview with co-hosts N-O-R-E and, or NOR and DJ EFN, FN. I don't know how you say it. He discussed the 2009 controversy from the VMAs with Taylor Swift, his breakup with Kim Kardashian, Drake Beef, and more. It's one of his first major interviews since he released his 10th studio album, Donda, last summer. When asked about why he lashed out at Taylor Swift and it, if it was booze that fueled it, he said, well, I was showing both of my addictions. He also reiterated that he and Kim Kardashian are still married. She's still my wife. It ain't no paperwork, he relays. Uh, he also discussed his long-standing back-and-forth perceived beef with Drake. Wes compared their rivalry to sports where professional rap uses similar game tactics to what happens on the court in the field or in the ring it's all psychological right so it's like when pen it's like what pen what button is someone gonna hit uh you know what i bit his ear he shrugged i bit his ear alluding to how the mike tyson in a vander hollyfield boxing match in 1997 after tyson bit hollyfield's ear ears each one in separate rounds tyson was disqualified um so, I can't remember what Kanye's new name was, uh, and, uh, Kanye's new name, <laughs> Yay. oh, his name's just Yay. I mean, like, most people just call him, most people just call him, like, most of his friends, like, Kanye or Yay. Most people, I think most people called him that already. I just think he's funny, he's like, Kim Kardashian's still my wife, and it's like, I mean, legally, yeah. But, uh, that's all marriage really is, I guess, in my mind. It's, uh, it's just, uh, mar marriage itself, I will say this, marriage itself is all just, you sign paperwork to be married. Now, uh, being, like, I would guess, now I'm not saying, and I'm saying this, the career, I'm trying to say this right, uh, being partners and stuff like that, or in a relationship, or together, I don't know if there's a better term for it. It, there's a difference from being partners and then being married. Marriage is just legal. Uh, being partners is a day-in, day-out commitment to one another. 
Uh, which, I mean, the, you can debate all you want with me. You know, you could debate with me. Well, you know, I think marriage is, I'm like, I don't care. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be the main thing. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. That's the main thing there. So, um, to, yeah, that's my mind. It's, that's why in my mind, I mean, I haven't obviously met a ride or die yet. First of all, ride or die, bitch. But I will also say though, like if I, you know, I get to that point and if, and honestly, in her mind, it's going to be her decision, to be honest. It's going to be either uh, she wants to be mar- actually get married, do all the whole thing. If that's what she wants, we can do that. And she's like, let's just be, you know, this kind of just partners together type thing. And, you know, we don't have to put marriage into it. We can just be together, no legal issues, yada, yada, yada whatsoever. So we can do that too. I don't care. Um, either one's good for me, but... Uh, but if I do sign legal paperwork, I am going to make sure uh, that we are um, first. First of all, ride or die, bitch. So that did that is going to be a thing for me. If we're going to make sure of that. So Kanye, I, I mean, he's technically right. Um, but yeah, I think he needs to uh, realize the situation that he's uh, gotten himself into. I'm actually not moving my mouth very much. That's not my mouth. I guess those hard consonants, you have that mouth. Nah. Nah. M's are mouth. Nah. Okay, I've been, I mean, I'm, I'm going off on tangent. I think that's all I really have to say on whatever the fuck Kanye, I would never put Kanye on a podcast. I don't, like, I don't want to hear his fucking ramblings. You know, Gaga, Gaga is the creative director of Polaroid. I like the Gaga songs. What the fuck she know about cameras? Look at you. You were able to get your hands on a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. Look at how lucky you are. But you don't have any games to play with it. Congratulations. You played yourself. Well, what if I told you that you could play games for a fraction of the new game price? Well, today's sponsor, Gamefly, is here to help you out. You probably already know that Gamefly is the best video game rental service out there. Let's be real. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there, you're only going to play once, then never pick up again. I know I bought some games that are now just taking up space on a shelf, which sucks. That's where Gamefly comes in perfectly because Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want, and when you're done, you just send it back and then get your next game in the mail very quickly, like two days. And if you end up loving the game you rented, you can even keep the purchase from Gamefly and pay a used game price, which is a great price. Using our link in the description today, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Look at you, you fat piece of shit. Hashtag. Pray for Micah. Looks like you haven't moved a muscle in the last year. Why not try and lose some extra weight and work towards a healthy lifestyle? To do that, though, you are going to need some fitness supplements to get the most out of your workout. That's where today's sponsor, FNX Fitness, comes in handy. Losing weight? Gaining muscle? Or do you need the energy to do a workout in the first place? That's where FNX Fitness comes in. 
FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. And another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase, so uh, go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So recently, we have had a breaking uh, Cancel Shweezy exclusive for you. Um, Josh Casey, author of Tracking Desire, A Journey After Swallowtail Kites. Yes, you heard that right. He used a bidet for the first time, and uh, we have the exclusive here. Uh, I got him on a Zoom chat uh, to talk to him about this life-changing experience that he went through, and now is the time for you to see it, to to hear him with this life-changing event. You can see this glow upon him, so... Um, Obviously, um, let's go full throttle and uh, check that out. I brought you here today for many different reasons, but recently you've done the unthinkable, something I never thought you would do in your entire life. You, Josh Casey, a.k.a. Cricket, a.k.a. the notorious JMC, has used a bidet, even though you were so against bidets. So I want to hear this entire story. See, this seems a little revisionist history to me because I, I never said that I was against bidets ever. Hang on. I want to hide my – there we go. Okay. I want to see your face massive on my screen here. I was never against them. See, I thought it was funny how much you were like – spreading the gospel of bidets to me like you just talked about it nonstop, and so more than anything i just wanted to be contrarian and not do whatever it was that you thought was good which is kind of how i approach most things in my life if you think it's good i don't want to do it so but you know we've always been open to each other about our poops you know like i want to tell you True. today um yesterday as we're recording this the day we're recording this the day before i didn't poop at all and i was like i don't think i pooped today and then today i had like three massive logs come out at once like poking out of the water and everything pretty Damn. insane that's rough buddy um but anyways though so i want to hear this entire story of you using right. a bidet yeah so you know, it was um, I was I was officiating slash celebrating a, a really good friend's wedding this weekend, and the wet the reception well the the rehearsal and the recept and the wedding and its reception were all at a beer garden, and um, with basically just an open tab the whole time. And so I drank a just shit ton of beer, and I really so like that. yeah, and so then on, uh, I guess this would have been. I don't know, two day, yesterday's, yesterday morning, I woke up, went into the bathroom, and I was like, oh, shit, that's a bidet. 
And I was like, you know what, Sam, we'll appreciate this. So this is early in the morning. I literally still have a hangover headache. And I think of you. And I think I, I equate two things in my mind, shitting and Sam. And I'm like, hey, there's a bidet here. I should make Sam happy. And so I used the bidet. And it was cold. It was a little startling. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, the, the thing I was not prepared for, I was not. I didn't know what direction the water would come at me. And so, like, I, di- I didn't quite know that it was, like, how it was going to, like, almost, like, skim the surface. Like, it's like I'm the, like, my ass crack is the, like, the, the Death Star or something, you know? Yeah. But it, it just, like, right. And so I was, like, okay, all right. That's what that experience is. And well, then, yeah, you get used to that cold feeling. Like, yeah. first time, it's like, ooh. And I always tell people, like, just start slowly. Just turn it a little bit. Yeah, just turn it, it a little. That's smart. That's the... That's the goal, I would always say. But, uh, yeah, I've learned that I wanted to get, like, a heated one, but then I realized, like, you actually have to have the proper uh, connections yeah. in your bathroom to do it. But you get used to the cold feeling. Uh, I obviously live in Tennessee, so it barely gets cold here. So, like, yeah. you just start, it does get colder in the winter, but e- even then you get used to it um, after a while. Um, but how long did you keep it on? Did you just use it to clean or did you just kind of let it rinse off for a couple seconds? Uh, it was a couple seconds, yeah. You didn't, like, open the cheeks up, like, let it shoot into the colon, and just kind of do a impromptu enema? No, I did not do that, no. Because that's, that's I something you'll learn. Enough. I re- repositioned enough to make sure it was all, you know, getting everything. Feel like a but woman, I, a real woman. Mm-hmm. I feel, like, I feel like I probably didn't use enough toilet paper, though, to dry off at the end. So I was still feeling a little... I don't know if, I, if it just wasn't used to the sensation or what, but I was like, eh, still feels a little wet down there. Yeah, um, I don't use toilet paper anymore. I just let it, I sit there for a couple seconds, let the big chunks come off, and then pull it up, just let it drip. Oh, well, there you go. So, yeah, you know, the... Man proposes and God disposes. That's not the one. That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. Um, so, that that's, is. It, it is very interesting. So, are you thinking about getting a bidet... In your own home, you know, maybe someday we'll 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 leave it on the table. Um, but if I do, I think I will choose to not tell you for a solid six months before, and then and then one day I'll be like, oh yeah, I got one like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'll probably figure it out pretty quickly. Currently, gonna have, there is there is like a different glee on your face. I'm seeing gonna, is there right gonna now. Be a glow? There is like a glow on you right now. It's like, oh man, my ass was as clean as it's ever been. And, and so the thing is, I'm hoping that maybe you know that can help cut down on some of the itchiness because I think I just I think I'm a, I'm a I'm too too much of a of an energetic wiper, and I feel like I just you know keep it too raw down there. So maybe the, maybe the bidet would help. It does well. One thing I learned with the bidet is that. You can still get itchiness down there. However, you can scratch uh, worry-free without worry about getting some poop underneath your fingernails. Uh, and yeah, but yeah, it, it's a great benefit. You're like, I scratched it, and it doesn't smell like any because you know we all like scratch and sniff. Oh yeah, obviously yeah. Like it's a it's a normal thing for it's anyone. Human, human. Do you know what brand of bidet it was? I have no idea. I know that the dial, like it was like a it was like a dial to turn up the water pressure. Was it? Attached to the toilet, or it looks like it was put there, like as an afterthought. Well, it's yeah, it was obviously not part of the toilet. It was okay, like so. It was not the total washlet, the apparently greatest of all time. 
No. But from what it sounds like, it may not have been a tushy. Did it have like a blue part to it? Was it kind of blue? I think, I mean, it was almost all white, white. And then there was like, I mean, I, maybe some of the logoing was blue. I'm not sure. Okay. Might have been a tushy. Might have been like the Amazon get her done. Yeah. Which I have no shame in. There's no shame in the Amazon. No shame. But yeah, if we ever go through another toilet paper shortage, it's, uh, it'll definitely come in handy. You know, that's that would be a, a real reason to do it for sure. Could see mm-hmm. that. But then uh yeah, and then uh and also you got a kind of an enema of your own. Yeah, that's you know, I'll, maybe I'll have to try that next time. Do I'll go have, back to that friend's house just specifically to use the bathroom. Do you have spice do you get uh spicy poops like just brutal poops after spicy food? Not really, no. I, I again for me it's more the drinking, you know, you get the you get the dads, the diarrhea after drinking. That's the that's the one that I get, although it wasn't bad that morning, so who knows, maybe it'll catch up to me. So yeah, that, I mean it's a real it's a real struggle, um thinking about that, you know. It's just, you know, kinda like this burning sensation. For me, it stopped giving me hemorrhoids because I really like spicy food. But mm. uh, my colon does not, and yeah, uh, the tip of my asshole does not. Well, but, uh, thankfully, that's that's typically not an issue. So you know, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a human being, so you know, you eat spicy foods and you got shit, but it's not not bad. But uh, so, anyways, I'll let you go. But we do have one more question because I want to take advantage of this moment. Yes, uh, I have a would you rather. Okay. So, would you rather have Pinocchio nipples, meaning every time you lie, your nipples kind of grow like Pinocchio's okay. nose. Okay, all right. Or once a week you get bit by a pit bull, like an adult pit bull. Well, do the do do the Pinocchio nipples go down after a certain amount of time? After you tell the truth. Oh, so you lie but then like you tell the truth and they go back down. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. You know, I would be interested to try the Pinocchio nipples just because the thought you do of, lie a lot. You, you realize this, right? The thought of being you see, no, you think I lie a lot. The thing is, is that I think I, I think being bitten by a dog's just it. I mean, yeah, no, no. I've been accidentally bitten by my dog, and I I would never want to be bitten by a, especially like a pit bull. Damn, no, nope. I'll, I'll just have Pinocchio nipples. Okay. So that we heard it here first, Pinocchio nipples. Yeah. Uh, Going to have some hard-ons for a very long time. So thank you, Josh, Yes, for coming to this and telling us uh, this is basically an exclusive, a news is, exclusive. Yeah. I never thought this day would come. Uh, I'm here and around the world. People are going to be e- hearing this news. People mm-hmm. in Belgium, uh, our big audience in Belgium, big some Ireland people. audience, they're going to be really thrilled. So go check out Josh. He's the author. Uh, you can go check out his book. Um, tracking desire, a journey after swallowtail kites out now. If you have Kindle Unlimited, uh, it's free on there. Uh, <laughs> the title is correct, the subtitle is not. Anyway, continue. So go check that out. Follow him at the JM Casey. Indeed. So those are going to be the places. Go go follow him. So thank you, Josh, for giving us this uh, exclusive. Thank you for coming to us for this exclusive too. You're you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. I'm glad I could could make your day. All right. Bye, Daddy. <laughs> bye, son. Okay, so it's time for me to scrape the bottom of the barrel once again. Here I go again on my own. 
and uh, for us to uh, just, you know, see what the great people at BuzzFeed are doing, uh, see what they have decided they are going to do with their lives. And so today, let's uh, get into it. Here, it's clearly mine, not Frank's, uh, on uh, the mic. Anyways, anyways, let's get into it. Uh, pick 16, yes, 16 of your favorite things, and we'll tell you which classic Thanksgiving food matches your personality. So I guess it's our time to go right through this. Um, pick your favorite color. So we got blue, green, orange, yellow, purple, and pink. Now, here's what I want to say in regards to this. I think... I don't think we should be judging or picking our color from the examples they're giving us to me on this thing. Because it's like the blue is like, can kind of be, can could be considered a little more jade in this. The green is like a, you know, an out of focus trees, basically. Uh, orange is like an orange chair and an orange wall. Yellow is like yellow balls. You would feel like a ball pit in McDonald's. Uh, purple is art and the pink is like, a cool art thing too. So I'm just going to go on the color itself, not, um, not, uh, the examples they have given us into here. So pick your favorite color. So I'm going to say, you know, I like if we're going to actually, actually, if I was going to go by the examples that I'm seeing here, I really like that shade of blue, but if we're going to go by generally go by, you know, what color I would pick, I'm going to go with purple. And there's something about purple because, you know, when you think about, like, hot, you got hot and cold. Red can be considered hot. Blue is considered cold. Uh, purple is kind of that mix. And I've always can, kind of considered that that lukewarm feeling. Uh, this is like my songwriter brain going off. Like, purple is like, like this lukewarm feeling that we all have. Like, you're not hot or cold. You're not blue or red. You're just somewhere in between. And you just can't seem to figure it out. And you're just purple. And if those of you don't know art, uh, red and blue mixed together makes purple uh just so you know this is the type of guy you get um so i'm gonna go with purple uh purple is going to be my choice for this um what's your favorite month out of these choices so we got november december september october april august june july okay so let's just eliminate what I'm not going to pick. Uh, so September's clearly out. I don't really like September. October's, I like October. Um, April's out. It just rains way too much in April. I hate rain. I hate rain with a passion. Uh, June, July, August. So they got like the summer months. I could pick August. That is my birthday month, but I'm not like... Last couple of years, I haven't really celebrated my birthday, so it's just I haven't had a real birthday to look forward to. You know, kind of feel like you earn your birthdays. It's a weird thing for me. Um, so, that, uh, so okay, so we eliminated April, August, September. Um, November's right now. November is kind of like foreplay for Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday. And it's just kind of like people really just up. And so for an entire month, you have to listen to people fucking complain about Christmas music in November. I'm like, look, it's called the holidays. And Thanksgiving is involved in the holidays. That's how I determine uh, this situation. So November is, so I'm going to knock November. I think, I think I'm going to have to pick between December, October. Um, 
October is fun because Halloween is just like a party. Like that's all it is. It's just like we're not really celebrating anything. It's just a party. Um, but I think I'm going to go with December because I got Christmas and I always get like a, de- a good amount of time off around uh, December just in my life. And so it's always something to look forward to. I love Christmas uh, movies, music. It's the only real holiday that has a music genre associated with it, which I love. So um, I'm going to go with December. Um, what's your favorite candy? All right, so we got Sour Patch Kids, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Hershey's Bar, Skittles, Snickers, none of these. Okay, I'm gonna go through this. Uh, Sour Patch Kids, Swedish Fits, they're fun. I like them. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, that is, that is my, ooh, I love a good Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, especially you put it in the fridge, nice cold Reese's, oh my God, I used to just buy those big bags, you know, you know, holidays. Oh, the Easter, like the Easter eggs and the Christmas trees are the best of the Reese's. Oh my God, freezer. I would just eat a shit ton of those out of the fridge. It was literally the best thing ever. Um, Then I realized how many calories are in Reese's and I'm like, Hershey's bar. That's a classic. A lot of people don't like Hershey's. I think there's something with the way they make the milk that some people think it tastes like vomit. I don't. I, I think I kind of get it, but I like it too. Skittles, it's so hard to chew. Uh, I think when I was 12, uh, I did like a Skittles, you see how many Skittles you can chew kind of situation. I lost like my last two baby teeth then at 12, which seems really <laughs> too old to be losing your last baby teeth. I, I guess my baby teeth like took forever to fall out. And I still have one. Uh my on my right side bottom vampire tooth is a baby tooth i guess all the teeth just like stuck in together to do it but yeah skittles i just think about that time like my teeth two teeth fell out like they should have been um so yeah snickers um see with snickers the thing is like i always think like if i'm hungry i'm gonna eat a snickers and i do enjoy good snickers um but honestly nothing is as good as a Reese's in my mind i could just pound out a bag of Reese's right now. If I, if I really wanted to, I could just pound out a bag of Reese's right now. So I think what I'm going to go with is Reese's. Uh, next one, which of these would you say is your favorite instrument? Now as a musician, let's see here. So we got piano, guitar, violin, drums, ukulele, saxophone. Uh, saxophone and violin are obviously out because I don't know how to play either of those. Um, drums are fun, but for me playing drums it's kind of like play it play drums on the side of you know my own thing going on the the schweezy music which you can you know listen to uh first of all ride or die bitch uh that ep is on anywhere you stream your music at so ukulele i was hardcore into that you know the never shout never days but now i think some i couldn't write a song on the ukulele it's just too cringy so i'm narrowing it down to piano and guitar now piano is my first instrument but I want to say, if you can hear that thing in the background, I'm not sure if you can. Um, but I will say, I think what really just inspired me was guitar. It's just there's something about guitar for me uh, that I can just play it. I think I play piano a lot more since I moved to Nashville. But I have to say, guitar is the, I think, the one that just really clicked with me playing-wise. So I am going to go with guitar. I think piano is a great contender, but I am going to go with guitar in this situation. Um, choose a holiday, Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day, Halloween, Christmas, New Year's, and Easter. Now, 
the answer is going to be Christmas, but I'm going to tell you why I didn't pick the other two. Thanksgiving, um, that is a fan. I mean, it is like there's a lot of pressure that goes into Thanksgiving, like cooking food, who's setting, who are we going to? You know, Christmas is like, who are we going to? We're going to see family today. Where are we going to go to? It's not that big of a deal. You know, and and even when you're hosting, it's just like, make sure everything's set up for everyone. Thanksgiving is like a whole ordeal for everyone. Um, So, I mean, I like Thanksgiving and I, and I will enjoy a good Thanksgiving or Franksgiving as we're calling it this year. Happy Franksgiving. Um, It is a good, it is good. Valentine's Day um, from someone who, who is not particularly in long-term relationships a lot, uh, it's just kind of like, it's kind of gross, and I hate hearing about people, like, their love life. Um, I don't like that shit, so that's out. Halloween is fun because, like I said, it is a party holiday. I would say, I think that one would be second uh, to to Christmas. It is second place to Christmas. Um, New Year's is obviously third place because um, it's basically just, these either, there's people who like a party, and they're like, I'm going to go with a New Year's resolution. I'm like, don't make a new year's resolution or make it very easy to obtain. I like the resolution, the Dwight Schrute resolution of meet a loose woman. That is my favorite revolution, revolution resolution that you could possibly make. Uh, And then there's Easter. Easter is like full of a full religious holiday. Like Christmas technically is, but I feel like people have made Christmas a little bit more because it's more part of the holidays. And mm, yeah, with the I mean, the point of Easter is celebrating Jesus rising from the dead for our sins. Where Christmas, I mean, it's obviously big part of it celebrating Jesus' birth, but it also came out of the winter solstice, uh, the pagan holiday with the Christmas tree and everything like that. Uh, but Christmas, one thing I love about Christmas is just everyone at least attempts to try and be a good person to one another. And I just it's kind of like this idea of like the world I want to live in with Christmas. And Christmas is like the one holiday that tries to do that. It's like, it's Christmas. Let's not uh, be shitty to each other. Let's have, have a happy Christmas or whatever, you know? So I'm picking Christmas. All right. And speaking of Christmas, since Christmas is around the corner, what's your favorite Christmas movie? All right. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Home Alone, baby. Uh, Elf, A Christmas Story. Uh, the Santa Claus, uh, other, I don't like Christmas movies. So I obviously enjoy a good Christmas movie. Um, like last year, this year, we, I do have a plan to go do to review Christmas movies. Um, still being decided, uh, the ones I'm going to review, uh, but we will, well, I am figuring that out as we go along. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's a fun movie. I enjoy watching it. My mom really likes it. I have family members who really like it. It just, I don't know. I'm going to say this. It doesn't speak to me as much as uh, some others, other Christmas movies do. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, however, that is a phenomenal. We're talking the Jim Carrey one. That's phenomenal. I kind of like it because my dad doesn't like it. And he, like Jim Carrey, Will Ferrell, that kind of humor. Like My dad's like, yeah, he'll sit down and watch it, but... He'll mainly, he, he does what dads do and he takes a nap, which is mean good for him. Uh, get those bones big and strong, I think. Um, so, that was Old Christmas is really great. Uh, I love that movie. And I quote this all the time, but no one ever seems to really get it. Uh, he's like in his little cave house. And he's like, I'm an idiot. And then the echo backs, you're an idiot. And uh, I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. Uh, no one, no one really gets that. It's a, uh, it's like the joke from the, 
Billy Bob Thornton, Bad News Bears. Uh, I can eat as many hot dogs as I want. No buns. Because the kid's on, like, the fat kid's on Adkins. And no one gets that joke. Um, but I like quoting it. Miracle on 34th Street. I'm going to be honest. The black and white Christmas movies kind of bore me. I just... It's really... It's just something... I don't... I mean, I'm not saying they're bad movies. But there is something to... Uh, I don't know. The, the acting's a little bit too different from what I'm used to. I guess, you know, stuff that when I was a kid, I guess hits me a little bit better. It's just that uh, maybe the nostalgia, maybe the good Christmas feeling. I'm not sure. Um, Home Alone, baby. Um, it's a great movie, I would say. Yeah, it's a great movie. Very quotable. Um, but it had the the worst president we've ever had in it. And I guess maybe the second one. But first one's not bad. It makes me think about cheese pizza. So that's cool. Elf. I'm going to say this right now. Favorite Christmas movie. It's one of the... It's just funny. has a good message. It's it's just ridiculous and it's full of nonsense and just quotable year-round. And uh, I love I love saying to friends, Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. It's just so much fun to say to other people. It's so much fun. So much... It's just so much fun. Uh curly-haired niggy muffin or whatever i think that's in it it's too <laughs> and then you know just the idea of will ferrell and they did uh the stage it's like staging i don't know it's uh practical effects to make the elves look smaller than will ferrell too which is really cool too they didn't use like cgi and stuff like that it was just good old-fashioned movie magic um the santa claus um yeah i like the original one i think the original one's really good um, but the second and third one really annoy me. I don't know why they just do. The second and third ones really do annoy me. I don't think they're bad movies. Third one, I don't like the third one at all. I don't like the third one at all. Second one's fun. I think I may have seen that one too many times in, like, a couple Christmases. Like, just nonstop a couple times. Um, I, but my dad really likes the Santa Claus, uh, theories. But, and also, I'm gonna give it a negative point because... How many people spell Santa Claus C-L-A-U-S-E instead of C-L-A-U-S? Um, and I'm going to tell you this. I think it was last year or 2019, the year before, is when I finally realized that. Um, and so, yeah. And I know you're thinking, Shweezy, you're probably pretty dumb. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't until 2015 I learned South Africa was a country. I just thought people were talking about, like, I live in, like, the southern part of Africa. I didn't realize South Africa was an actual country. And for those of you who just learned that, you're going to be really surprised when I tell you white people live there. Now it's going to be really weird for you. Um, but, then, but no, obviously those are up. So like I said, Elf is my favorite Christmas movie, 100%. Just my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Definitely watching Elf. And I think somewhere I have the VHS of it. What are you, What is your favorite vegetable out of these? Zucchini, carrots, mushrooms, corn, broccoli and potatoes like i could describe all of these but we know potatoes are the best vegetable there's no denying that potatoes are the best vegetable of all time i'm not gonna fight you on it you can have it so many ways um and the fact that it's a vegetable and not healthy for you pisses me the fuck off pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that i'm not god so we're going with potatoes um Time to pick a fruit. Now, fruits I like a little bit more. Cherries, bananas, apples, strawberries, oranges, pineapple. Um, 
cherries, I mean, I don't like, I like it if it's like a dessert. I like cherries, but usually it's out. Um, strawberries, um, kind of feel like strawberries are a little bit of effort. And I think it's become way too sexual for me. Strawberries have for some reason, so those are out. Pineapple, I mean, I like pineapple juice with vodka and coconut cream. That's a pina colada for those of you who don't know. If you like those and getting caught in the rain, hit me up. I like that. Um, oranges are good, but I'm more like I'm more like orange juice over it. Um, so we're down to bananas and apples. So apples have their place in the world, but I feel like the apple itself isn't the superior form it can take. Cy- I think apple cider, especially hard apple cider, is the best form of it. So, but we're talking about apples generally. So I'm gonna go with bananas because if you've ever had like um, a cramp, you know, and then like the next day you're walking around, eat a couple of bananas. Potassium's always good. My body likes potassium. So yeah, bananas, one hundred percent. And I really like that. Pick a flower. Um, daisies, tulips, roses, sunflowers, lilacs, lilies. Now, my mom likes daisies. However, I'm a guy. And if you've listened to this show before, um, you will know that, um, I am, uh, you know, I don't really care for flowers. If a woman bought me flowers to make me feel better, I'd be physically upset. Because men would deserve blowjobs. So I don't want to have a lot to talk about these. But I will say sunflowers are going to be my favorite. That's the state flower of Kansas. And uh, yeah, so sunflowers it is. Choose your favorite dessert. Cookies, cake, brownies, pie, ice cream, cupcakes. So um, let's go. Cupcakes seem like a, like an, it's just like a lot of effort to do, to eat those. Um, so I'm going to say that you have to peel off the little thing and then eat it and it's never enough. And then you eat like five or six of them and you're like, I'm pathetic. So I I think cupcakes are out cake. I'm going to, I'm going to count it out too, because like, unless it's a birthday party, having a cake is really sad. Um, brownies, um, brownies, I, uh, you know, are good, but I feel like they're only good warm. And that's with pies too. And ice cream is always a classic, but I just feel um, that's also a sad person. So I'm going to go with cake uh, on this just for, because, not cake, no. I'm going with cookies because my mom makes the best chocolate chip cookies. And, you know, cake, I mean, they're good warm. Um, as long as they're not overdone, uh, they're decent at room temp too. So, yeah. What is your favorite pie? Um, lemon maroon pie, cherry pie. Pecan pie, apple pie, blueberry pie, and pumpkin pie. Let's be honest here. It's between apple and pumpkin. This Actually, I'm not decided on this yet. Um, apple pie, pumpkin pie. I like, I like pumpkin pie, but it always makes me think of Thanksgiving. But apple pie is good warm, too. Um, I think I'm going to go with apple pie. Because I just, I feel like I would always pick that. Pick a favorite animal. Dog, bird, horse, cat, lion, or dolphin. Um, I'm going to be honest with all of you. I'm going to have to pick dog. Because one is right here. He's going to be really mad if you don't pick it. And my favorite animal is the penguin. So uh, that was not on the list. So I'm going to go with dog. Just because one is right here. 
Um, I don't really like dogs. I mean, I love dogs, but uh, in, in also Air Bud's a dog. Uh, Frank is a dog. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with dog. And what is my favorite scent? Vanilla, pumpkin spice, strawberry, lavender, cinnamon, or old books. I just love old books. It's just put in there. Obviously, if you know me, you know I love vanilla. Vanilla is one of my favorite flavors, um, and I love the scents. I buy vanilla-scented incest. Incest? Incense. I actually do say incest uh, a lot. And, uh, yeah, so obviously, if you know me, it's going to be vanilla. Favorite day of the week, Monday, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, Monday. They put every day of the week, but not in order, so that's kind of annoying. Um, So Monday, everyone hates Mondays. Tuesdays, I hate Tuesdays just as much as Monday. Wednesdays are even worse. Thursdays, we're fun in college because we had Thirsty Thursday, so it's like another night partying, but like you have to be mindful because you got classes the next day. Friday, you know, you still have to do shit on Friday. You know, it's like the weekend, you, you just look forward to tomorrow, which is Saturday. Um, Saturday. And then Sunday, um, if you like church, Sunday's yours. But, you know, just thinking about how I only got one day a week sometimes. If we didn't have, like, some band bullshit when I was a kid, I was always so tired on tired throughout the week. And I was like, I don't know how, I, how I'm alive right now. So Saturdays. And also, Panic at the Disco has a song, uh, Pray for the Wicked. Oh, it's Saturday night. Yeah, and then Saturday by Fall Out Boy. So Saturday, obviously. What's your favorite drink? Hot chocolate, soda, water, juice, tea, other. Now, I know some of you are thinking, like, is alcohol going to be involved here? Wine? Uh, no. Um, coffee is probably my favorite drink here. However, coffee is not on this list, so I guess other. Lastly, finally almost done, pick your favorite comfort food. Soup, pancakes, tacos, pizza, Grilled cheese, spaghetti, and meatballs. Uh, meat getting and spag balls. Uh, so, and really sad to say, I eat a lot of these too much. Uh, eat pizza, tacos, and grilled cheese a lot. Um, I feel like grilled cheese is more of a comfort food than pizza, but like you know, obviously, if you're gonna have one thing the rest of your life, pizza is probably my one time all all time favorite food. Um, people were like, "Would you rather go to a fancy steak restaurant or have like?" a good slice of New York style pizza in New York, like pe- like that. I'm like, I'm picking pizza hundred percent of the time. I'd rather have that than, you know, a nice fancy dinner. You know, when people do these weird ass spreads and you're still hungry afterwards, I'm like, why don't we just fucking go to McDonald's or get a pizza? And I'm like, Oh, go pizza hut too. You know? So I'm going with pizza. So let's see our results after I click pizza and mashed potatoes uh you're a warm and comforting presence to everyone around you you're easily approachable get along with pretty much everyone you meet and your hugs are simply to die for you're the life of the party and you can make anyone smile do you boo so yeah it's pretty much 100 percent me um and i really like that uh i don't know if i'm actually mashed potatoes but everyone loves me and uh if you don't love me um Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Uh, that's Sue here. Um, you know, I'm easily approachable. Do you not, women are not afraid of me. You know, women can feel uncomfortable with men because they don't know if they're going to hurt them or, you know, yeah, that shit. But no woman has ever thought about me as threatening. That's for sure. Uh, I always smell good, at least when I go out in public. And uh, I, I do get complimented on that. So, uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And I am a good hugger. So, yeah, I would say mashed potatoes really does it. Like a really good mashed potato it really 100% defines uh, me. This is the type of guy you get. 
We live in a society, in our current society, actually having to physically walk into a liquor store should be a thing of the past. That's why I get all my booze from Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do basically anything the hell I want. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may also have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using the link in our description today, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cooking your own meals are for people with proper amounts of serotonin, which is no one. Are you depressed and hungry? Well, you're still going to be depressed, but you no longer have to be hungry thanks to today's sponsor, DoorDash. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you are craving directly to your door. Even while I'm dieting, I still get food from Wingstop, Chipotle, and even Central Barbecue here in Nashville. I like that. Uh, With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in our description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, so now, now is the time I give you the advice you want. Um, advice that you need, advice that you want sometimes, advice like... That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. And stuff like that. And for the women out there... I feel like a woman, a real woman. With my advice. So let's just, uh... Let's just jump into it. Okay. So, uh, how do I swallow pills? I think I'm way past the age where I can beg doctors for liquid medicine when my body breaks down, and I know that some medicine is really often effective as a pill. I've gone to Google, tried throwing my head back, started with Tic Tacs and the sort. However, I'm so innately terrified of swallowing a big thing that my tongue reflexively catches the pill between it and the roof of my mouth, so I can't wash the pill down. I'm kind of scared for the future when me future me when I'll need to take a pill. Any advice would be super appreciated. Um, first uh, thing I'm going to say is if you're a woman who is into men, uh, for that man, uh, that's rough, buddy, because he's not going to get a lot of blowjobs. Just, uh, just saying, looking at the advice in this situation does not look like he's going to be getting a lot of blowjobs. Now, um, and uh, the situation, so I did see it. I mean, obviously, uh, sometimes you just kind of have to throw it in and deal with it. Like, you're just going to gag. It's just going to be a thing. You just got to deal with it. Um, there is a trick I did hear some people have tried uh, before in the past or the future. I don't know. Maybe they'll be trying in the future as well. Where you could uh, technically, what you could do you just fill your mouth up with water, drop, like, hold it, drop the pills in, and uh, then swallow it from there. I've heard that could work, um, but 
it is something you said uh, really effective in pill form. Uh, Try to throw my head back, starting with Tic Tacs of the sort. Um, yeah, sometimes I think you may have to try and tough it out. Um, but if the pill is too big for you, you can get like things like some pills or you can like crush them or like cut them in half and stuff like that. And you may just have to take it one at a time. But uh, yeah, that's that's another thing you can always try and do. Um, you know, but I think, I think what I've heard about like the mouth thing where you just like hold water in your mouth, drop the pills in and then swallow from there. Um, I think you can do that. I think that's going to be the best advice I could probably give you in the situation. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Mm, other advice would just, if that doesn't work, you're just going to have to tough it out and try it because, uh, yeah, hopefully you don't get depressed and need antidepressants because, uh, yeah. But uh, and if you're a woman, like I said, for a potential boyfriend, you could have. That's rough, buddy. Because you're probably not giving a lot of blood. If you can't put pills in your mouth, I don't think a penis is going to be sticking in your mouth anytime soon. Uh, it just sounds like a, a situation in life that uh, you are unable to deal with. Um, but uh, maybe maybe you'll meet the right guy who'll make you feel like a... Feel like a woman, a real woman. So that's good. And then you two can... Let's go full throttle. Go full throttle. And uh, yeah, and then he can show you. That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. So, I mean, you always have that going for you. you. You each each other, like have that going for you and what you can and can't do. So uh, exciting information there that you can always decide to do and the things you can do. So much to do, so much to see. And uh, so what's wrong with taking the back street? So, yeah, you could always try that. So, yeah, um, so I guess at the end of this, I will say uh, do the mouth trick. And if not that, you really just got to stuff it out, get used to it. Just just start getting used to it. It's not, I mean, it's not fun taking pills. It just happens unless you're, well, I guess you're not going to be uh, addicted to perks. So I guess you do have a benefit there on your side. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and I guess in everything else, uh that's rough, buddy. Okay, I guess, yeah, I can say that. Okay, next one. Is there an effective way to improve in a skill much faster? So, I've been trying my best to improve faster in order to catch up with a person I admire greatly in skill. I mean, it's probably really irritating to them to befriend someone who sucks at the stuff they can do so amazingly and effortlessly after years of practice. I want to improve faster, basically. I've read so many online guides and put them into practice myself. I've been forcing myself out of my comfort zone, and while I do see improvement, it's just not enough. I don't know how to ask other people because they tell me I'm being too impatient with the process but I am also trying to get better faster for my own motivation even though I've read online guides and all I'd like to know if there's anything you've personally tried that's really effective please thank you okay so I obviously went to music school so obviously the art of learning an instrument is you know obviously something music recording uh, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, just, you know, getting the knowledge and doing everything like that. I, I somewhat know something about it. There's the, obviously there's the 10,000 hour rule where it takes you 10,000 hours of doing something to be technically proficient at it. That, I mean, that's just a general rule. I don't know if it technically equals 10,000 hours, but it's probably around doing something. So it's just the idea of doing something so much, uh, that you can do it, uh, with, uh, 
with what I'll say in regards to that, that's basically what you can do. You say you want to do faster, but, um, I mean, unless you have a lot of time on your hands, then that's going to be the only way I will say that you can necessarily, uh, improve a skill faster is if you put more time into it. Um, you can't really rush that the process, uh, what, what I can tell you to do, I don't know what skill you're trying to learn. You're trying to be uh, efficient to proficient as someone else, you see. So um, the best advice I can give you to just help you at least get on the right way so you're a little bit better on your 10,000 hours, uh, what you can do, um, one, always, you know, if you're if it's a lesson type of situation, always try to take lessons. People say, well, I can just learn it online. That's not a big deal. Yes, you can learn many different skills and, you know, you can learn guitar online, you can learn piano online. You, you mean, you can do that. The problem is you don't have someone who, you know, has put in their 10,000 hours, is very skilled in uh, said subject looking at you, looking, you know, looking on at you uh, to see that, uh, looking on it. Yeah, you know, they're just looking on at you in the situation like telling you, guiding you in the right directions to move forward, uh, like professionally. It's kind of, it's kind of the idea of, you know, driving a car. I would say it's driving the car in the right way, um, with someone else helping you out. Like, you know, if you're going to veer off the road, uh, hopefully someone's there to tell you, Hey, get back on the road. That's kind of the idea. They're helping you get back on the road when you, uh, you know, you're trying to learn that. So it's kind of like you're going off the road and you're trying to uh, you know, someone, a teacher is supposed to help you stay on the right path to being more proficient at a subject. I like that. Um, so yeah, so basically that's one thing. Uh, I always say work smarter, not harder. Um, how one thing in college is I hated having to, you know, sit down and practice music, uh, like for ensembles or whatever. I always wanted to just, you know, work on other things, I guess. And so, and you know, in college, it's hard to have the time and people are practicing for people practice for hours on end, uh, for school. And, uh, that's why I tried to learn smarter, not harder. So I always tried to, you know, try to focus on how, how fast can I learn a song to be more proficient at it? So I'd always just, I'd try to get really good at sight reading. I tried to train my ears really well. So, uh, if I had to sing a song, um, I just, I could hear the melody and I could probably, uh, get close to it. And like, that's why people are like, you learned that song in 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I, but I've practiced to be able to do that, which it sounds weird when you talk about sight reading that way in music that you, you practice so you can sight read it's, and it's a weird thing. And so, I mean, that's just a weird music thing, sight reading, but you're, I'm not sure if you're into music or not. So yeah. And also you're trying to match the skills of someone else. The one thing, and this is like, this is me talking to myself also when I say this, but, uh, you can't compare yourself to other people. I, I do it all the time and I'm terrible example of someone who does what I'm telling you not to do. But yeah, like I'm telling you, don't compare yourself to other people. Everyone's good in their own way. And it's, it's hard to, you know, it's really hard. Every two different guitar players are so different. Brian May, Keith Richards, both incredibly great guitar players, but they're also so different in their own ways. And it's, it, to me, it's just hard to compare the two, you know, TBH. So 
yeah, don't compare yourself to other people too. That's going to be, that's just going to save you a lot of heartache. And uh, I, I do it too. So don't worry. I mean, it just happens. People, it, it just happens to the best of us. So uh, mainly. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And uh, yeah. Man proposes and God disposes. That's a good lesson. Man proposes and God disposes. All right. Number three, third question. How do you gracefully handle a booger? Um, this is one's very interesting and uh, something I am somewhat uh, a human, so I do kind of have an idea of what to do. Um, so here's what I do. I people like some people blow their nose into a Kleenex, you know, and like <clears throat> you know shit like that. And I don't know how to make it without being obnoxious. I don't want to be obnoxious. And this is just going to be terrible to your ears for those listening slash watching. Uh, subscribe to Cancel Sweezy uh, on YouTube or on your preferred podcast platform. Um, so obviously, I, I, blowing your nose is one thing. I just, I, I just have a hard time getting everything out. Um, I really do think picking your nose, your fingers, like God gave you fingers, they fit. Oh, besides the thumb, even thumb kind of fits in there, but he gave you those fingers to help you get that shit out. Um, the, the thing is, though, with picking your nose is there is an appropriate time and place to do it. And uh, in front of other people, you shouldn't do It's just, uh, yeah, unless you're like, cool. And you're just like, oh, picking my nose. But then like you have to dispose of it. You know, a lot of times like the bathroom's a good place because, uh, you can just wipe, you can like pick your nose, you get the booger, boogie on your uh, finger, you wipe it on like a toilet paper or paper towel or into the sink or whatever, and it's good to go. Now, what I enjoy doing, and I think this is my favorite way to do this, uh, just, it, it's a one time, unless like a surprise one comes out, uh, every day you take a shower, I kind of like hold my nostrils, you know, like this, and I guess it opens up the pathway, and I just blow as hard as I can. I get, like, everything to come out. I've gotten big ones, small ones, some as big as your head. No, no not as big as your head. But, no, I've gotten – that's how a great way to get big biggins to get out of your nose. And then, like, it goes on the, you know, your shower floor, and from the shower floor it goes into the drain. I think that's my favorite way to dispose of a booger, but uh, everyone's different. If you have a different way, please leave a comment to tell me how you dispose of your boogers the right way. And there shouldn't be any shame in just using your fingers because that literally is probably the best way uh, to get one out. But uh, some people are kind of stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, uh, yeah, some people just, you know, don't do it in public. Just do it in the privacy and try to dispose of it properly. That's a good thing. You know, when you're in the car, uh, yeah, you roll it down, roll down your windows a little bit. You have it on your finger. Just and then it flies off into uh, the world to decompose. So that's also a really cool way uh, to dispose of boogers. So, uh, yeah, those are a couple of my suggestions of what to do. Um, but at the end of it, don't eat that shit. That's gross. Don't eat your boogers, okay? That's, that's wrong in so many ways. And uh, I hope you don't get laid. Congratulations, you played yourself. What's it like graduating high school? I'm about three months into my senior year and the idea of graduating is hitting me pretty hard. What's that when you go from seeing the same people for almost your entire life up till that point and then the next second all that is gone? Um, really the big thing is, I mean, you have a couple of options. What's it like graduating high school? I didn't like high school, so 
me graduating high school was great means I'm like, I don't have to fucking do this shit anymore. And, uh, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about, you know, school, these classes and because like you don't, I mean, it's a weird thing because like high school, a lot of that, it's just every kid in your area has to go to that school. And then when you go to college, it's kind of like everyone here decided to go to this school. None, no one is like, you know, you don't have to go to college. Like you decide to go and then uh, it's just easier to find groups to be in. And if you go to a big enough school, you don't know everyone. And uh, that is 100 percent the best thing ever. And I really like that. So you get to make your own crew. But uh, yeah, I know um, if you want to be a fucking loser, what you can do is just hang out at your high school after you graduate. Try to hit on the girls, smoke in the parking lot, you know, uh, like a real fucking loser. Like some people in my high school would do. There's this one guy. Um, I 100% believe he does not listen to the show. His name is Logan. I won't tell you, say his last name. But uh, when he graduated high school, um, so so let's say he's 18, 19. So he's out of high school. And uh, he... I guess he was in the local community college, which, I mean, like I said, community college is great for getting your gen eds, but sometimes, like, when it's just, like, the local one, though, it just really just makes you a fucking loser, uh, because you don't fucking do any, you're not just, you're fucking doing nothing with your life and going to high school parties, um, this guy, uh, his name is Logan, I remember his name, uh, he was, I guess, in community college, I don't know if he graduated community college, too, that's a, that's a whole other thing. That's rough, buddy. And what he, I mean, he would like go to our work, our, like our weight room to work out. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Aren't you graduated? I, I talked to him. He's like, the weight room here is better. I like working out here. I'm like, okay. And I think he started dating like a freshman girl. He's, he graduated. It's, uh, he graduated high school somehow. Uh, Fucking, he's a fucking loser. I, I, he might be married now. He might be living a normal life now. But back then, he was a fucking loser. And, uh, yeah. So, you could be a fucking loser. You just decide what you want. So, it's just basically, your life is changing. And you have to decide if you're going to go with the change. Or try to go back to the way things were. Um, it all depends um, on... Uh, it, it really shows if you're truly, if you truly are a loser, like you could have been popular in high school, but if you stick around and you know, you're, you turn 23 and you're still going to high school parties. Um, but you were popular in high school. Um, that's life actually telling you you're a fucking loser and you were just cool because apparently people think playing football is cool or whatever, you know, uh, you life finally tells you that you're a fucking loser and, uh, to deal with that shit. I identify as a fucking threat. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the best I'd give you. Uh, you're basically you have to decide if you're just gonna move forward with life. Things, every, life, things in life come to an end. It's just how life works. Endings happen. So you have to decide: uh, Are you gonna do cool things or be a fucking loser? Do I need to be in a relationship? What am I missing? 
I am 21, bisexual, a virgin, single, and perfectly content with that. I've had the occasional crush, and I've been attracted to many different people, but I've never felt a need to be in a relationship. Recently, two of my closest friends started going out together, and they've been trying to hook me up with various different people, but I've never gotten through, gone through with any of it. And, of course, the occasional conversation with my parents asking when I'm going to get a partner, uh... I have so many loving friends and a close loving family and somewhat of a stable job. I am supported and content with my life so far. I've fallen into depression before and I've suffered from the occasional anxiety from the state of the world at the moment, but I've always been able to turn to the people in my life to validate me and to support me through whatever I need help with. Why do I need a partner? What do they bring to the table that my life doesn't already have? Sex? Is that all? From tight talking to some of my friends, it feels like they're just not truly happy unless they're going out with someone, which to me sounds more like mental illness than human instincts. I love to go out and be with people, but I'm also happy to be alone. I feel like I'm just completely out of the loop. Maybe once I find the one, I will understand, but as it stands, why do I need to be in a relationship? What am I missing? So you're 21 and you're content with yourself, huh? He said you get depressed and sounds more like mental illness. Yeah, it sounds like, is it, yeah, virgin, single. Yeah, it sounds like you're perfectly fine. Um, kind of, it's, it's a weird situation. I'm going to see if my brain can properly give me words to describe what I'm trying to say here. You know, um you don't need to be in a relationship. Uh, at the end of the day, yeah, you want to be in a relationship with someone. You, you, even on days you technically don't want to be, you still choose to want to be. You, I guess that's something you want to choose to be in a relationship. And honestly, um, and honestly, and then what I always look for is with someone you know, I want around and I want to be around and who, someone who, who, someone I would say, uh, yeah, someone I say it's in relationships, they're always want. And if you don't want a relationship and you're fine, not having a relationship, you, you're fine. I don't think that's anything. Um, you know, I saw a meme, which, uh, which is really funny is like, do you really need to be in a relationship or are you just, or do you just need to have sex and see a therapist? That's, you know, a lot of people like that. And you know, if you're fine being single, I think perfectly, that's great. And I think you're a better person. And if you, you're like, I'm open to relationships and then you meet someone you want to be in a relationship with and, uh, guess what? I like that. And then you can go up to them and just be like, that's my hole. That's where it spits. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's obviously a great thing. So I think, yeah, you're definitely uh, more mature than even people I know in their 30s. So I think that's really cool for you. And uh, I like that. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of people want to be in relationships because I think like that's the the key to happiness. Um, and I'm I mean, I'm making fun of myself here while talking about this. I'm like, I think I want to be in a relationship. That'll make my life better. Like, no, no, not necessarily. And it's just kind of, yeah, I do think, and I try to, you know, I, something I try to work on myself and tell other, I tell other people, but then don't always practice it. And that's, uh, sweezy, uh. This is the type of guy you get. And, uh. Feel like a woman, a real woman. So, yeah. 
and you know make you feel like a real woman. That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. So uh, yeah, so I think that's really cool. Um, I think you know we have this like this archetype of uh, how life is supposed to be. We, you know, we see our parents, and eventually we have other friends who get married. And we're like, do I want this? Is this the life I want? And so you have to decide. You know, you sell your wild oats or uh, have something serious. It's just something like that. But you also said you're a virgin, but uh, and, and then like I tell all virgins, um, virgins, uh, me stop listening to Weezer. That's gonna be help. And uh, it's not a race to lose your virginity or anything like that. Just uh, when you feel when it feels you want to, you do it. That's that's how you do it. Okay. Don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. At what age is the obsession with Disney unhealthy? I enjoy Disney World and Disney movies, but a few friends are just obsessed. Disney tattoos, Disney themed everything, etc. And I'm talking Mickey Mouse and such. I just don't get it. I feel like as you get older, you can still enjoy things and have fun without being obsessed. Um... Yeah, so obsession obsession is a weird word. I mean, I mean it's okay to. I think it's such a weird thing. Um, these these Disney adults as you meet them, because you know I don't think there's a problem with liking Disney. I mean, I enjoy Disney. I mean, like I'm, I would say Disney Plus is probably my favorite streaming service, regardless of how much I use it. Um, even if I like, you know, I'm trying to watch the latest Netflix show and things like that. But, you know, and Disney Plus, I, I love Disney. It's just, I think, I, I feel like though, like if you, everyone has one streaming service, every millennial, I would say, maybe Gen Z too. I don't know, but I would, I'll, I want to speak for the millennials here. We all have one uh, streaming service that we, uh, like, we could only keep one. We have one in our minds chosen. I think, for me, it would be Disney+. Plus. For others, I think most people's probably Netflix. Um, uh, if they say Amazon Prime, uh, they're fucking crazy. So do not hang out with them. They are out of their minds. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. So, yeah, um, obsession. So being obsessed with something is a bad trait, so... Yeah, but enjoying Disney things, like, I, I mean, I listen, I think your mom's house, you know, my favorite podcast, they talk about, like, you know, we had these neighbors, they went to Disney World every, Disneyland every weekend, and how weird was that? I'm like, well, I mean, like, when you're not, like, work trying to work in entertainment, it's just, like, you don't have a lot just, like, going for you, and you're working probably shitty jobs, like, the, like, 50% of the time people like or dislike their jobs, you know, or content, whatever. Uh, and so I was like, this is uh, what gets us going. We like going to Disney World. There's always something to do. Like, that way they don't have to, you know. I went to 2015, I went to Universal Studios, like, both parks in Florida. And we had to, like, walk fast and everything to see everything. I'm like, man, it's nice to have, like, two, probably two days. I could probably done everything, but, like, three day, two, three days uh, is really good. And, then, like, you know, a Disney vacation, like, you know, one day for each park. Um, you know, it's just, you know. Uh, it's like fun, fun, fun. And, uh, that, that way, you know, let's go full throttle. So, um, yeah, so, so obsession is not healthy, but enjoying something, let people enjoy shit. That's not harmful to anyone. Now, um, some people could be using this to be pedophiles, 
those people aren't cool and are not welcome on my podcast. So you're not allowed to listen to this podcast if you're a pedophile. That's the, those are rules that I have determined for all of us that pedophiles are not allowed to listen to my podcast. I, that's a rule that I, you are supposed to follow. So, yeah. And uh, looks like we're on to our last question. This girl just fucking cried about her ex while we were about to go on a date. I was getting ready for the date and she texted me a picture of her crying and I said, you okay? This girl FaceTimes me and tells me her ex texted her and, and said, hope he makes you happier. She then FaceTimes my friend and tells him all about it as she comforts her before me. What do I do? Um, That's rough, buddy. You need to avoid this chick. This chick is not mentally sane. Definitely not over her ex. That's 100% sure. She is definitely 100% not over her ex. That is 100% the case that she is not over her ex. What I will also say in regards to this, um, yeah, because this is how she handles, like, she's still in contact with her ex. I'm, I'm a big believer. Unless you have a child together, just... Don't contact your ex. That's 100% the only way, one, you're going to get over them. Hopefully you don't have to see them. Uh, no contact is probably the best thing to do in regards to getting over someone. I just, you know, um, you can still be civil and enjoy. I mean, like, I have exes. I think we, we follow each other on Instagram and shit. Um, you know, like, and if we ran into each other, we'd be very civil. But, like, at the same time, like, we're not having normal conversation. We're not chatting with each other. So, uh Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Yeah, so that that's one thing. So if someone who like continually likes to talk to their ex, there's probably unresolved feelings that uh, they have not worked through yet, and so that's that's just a this this is just a big red flag. She sends you a picture of her crying um, means probably she wants attention and she wants attention for this. And I don't know what she's trying to get out of this situation, like. I'm I'm a, and I'm also a big believer in don't bring up your ex to your to someone especially you're going on like first or second dates with them. Um don't bring up exes. I just think it's like just a general good policy just to not bring up your ex at all um to your current love interest until you're like married and you it's an I guess there's never going to be an appropriate time but uh a shitty appropriate time, I would guess that would be the best thing to say in regards to the situation. That's all. I think that's really the best uh, way to describe it. So, yeah, that's going to be my best advice for you. With all that being said, thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cancel Sweezy, our best episode ever. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for so much for listening to the episode. Uh, go follow me on social media, at the Sweezy on all social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter is what it's called. Um, you can also check out my music. First of all, ride or die, bitch. Out now on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, YouTube, all out there, everywhere and everywhere. You can go also go follow me on Twitch and connect your Amazon Prime account to get a Twitch prime and uh, financially support us for something you're already paying for once a month uh, helping out daddy, oh, daddy. and uh, a great way to say thank you for being a friend is to financially support us on patreon a great uh, way to uh, just help me financially keep going and uh, keep making content like this just giving me the time and energy and 
sanity to be able to do all this, but there's also a ton of free shit you can do. If you're watching the show on YouTube, what you can always go ahead and do, subscribe to the channel. We have uploads all the time, clips, highlights, full episodes, gaming, me playing video games. Um, you can also share your highlights with your friends. You can also comment, tell me your opinions. I do want to read that shit. I actually get to know what you think about the nonsense I do say on this podcast. Uh, if you're audio only, what you can always go ahead and do is, uh, leave a review and, uh, give us a five, four, three, two, one star rating. And, uh, that way, uh, we can both get into the YouTube algorithm and into the, uh, podcasting algorithm, uh, it's just a great way to say thank you for being a friend and, uh, you know, what the Ed Asner always said. Man proposes and God disposes. So, with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. Honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for uh, finishing the full episode. You made it this far, and I am super proud of you. Uh, if you want to support the show even further, we do have a Patreon page where you can financially support the show, keep us going financially, and uh, being one of the top-ranking Schwoke Lords that I know that you can be. And uh, thank you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe this video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said before, stay awesome.